What up, what up, what up? I go by the name of Jabari. Words of Friends podcast is back. It's another Monday. And if you enjoy the podcast, if you like these conversations, if they start your work week off right, whether you're creative or whether you're in an office or whether you're creative in an office, Mm -hmm. you can be that as well. Um, Yeah, support the podcast and give it a $1 tip. You can support it and ensure that it continues going and you can do that at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jabari. And you can give as little as $1 per podcast. And what that does is ensure that we keep this thing going every single Monday for you guys. And yeah, thank you so much for those that have already supported it. And without further ado, this Monday we have Quinta B hey. on the podcast. What's up? What's up? Hey, Jabari. How are you? I am good. Thank good. you for the coconut water. No, <laughs> no problem. It's hot. It's hot out here in LA, man. Gonna you know, kick it off with me sounding bougie. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I got up this morning and I went for a run. And well, let me let me not even. I went for a jog. Oh, a jog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and like. I have when I run because I had these like bootleg iPod headphones that fall out. Mm-hmm. I always wear like a wool hat to keep the headphones in, and so I try to run when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. I try to run like in the morning, mm-hmm. or I try to run like at late at night, like mm-hmm. when it starts getting cool. But it was just at the like mm-hmm. breaking point of like hot, hot yeah. and cold, like in the morning time. Yeah. So it was like getting towards hot. So I just got super hot this morning, and I think I was like dehydrated mm-hmm. when I came here. So. No problem. You're Thank welcome you. for the coconut yes. water. That was a long story about yeah, why it's I'm okay. so appreciative of this coconut water. They sell water. a cooling do-rag now. Mm-hmm. I saw it on television. <laughs> I did. I saw it on TV last night. Uh, it's a, a work rag. We, wow. we would call it a do-rag and it cools you while you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Oh, you man. look like an ass, but yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. get the sure. job done. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, uh, Quinta, yes. for the people that don't know, introduce yourself, what it is that you do. Yes, my name is Quinta Brunson, um, Quinta B for short. Um, I'm a comedian. I do stand-up. I do improv comedy. And I also have a big series of Instagram videos that went viral that most people know me for, um, either Instagram or YouTube, but they're called The Girl Who's Never Been on a Nice Date. Mm-hmm. And uh, those series spawned off the ability to create a media platform Right now, I just post funny videos on my Instagram and YouTube, and um, right now I'm living off of the internet's appreciation for comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so when I first met you, I don't even think I knew you did comedy. Yeah. Did you? Did yeah. you even? Cause was that the Macklemore? Uh, yeah, that's where we met. That's yeah. Where you came through. Um, um, and yeah, I you know I know you had told me that you you knew a lot of the same people mm-hmm. mutual friends we had from Philly, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I had no idea that you yeah. did comedy until I just started seeing you on the internet. <laughs> I was like, what? This a lot of people didn't, unless I um, I'm a big fan of the stage, so mm-hmm. I feel like there's no point in talking if you're not doing. So people normally didn't know unless they had seen me on stage mm-hmm. or seen me on um, a show. Or something like that. But besides that, I didn't talk about it too much unless someone was really trying to get to know me. Mm-hmm. My good friends knew and my family knew. But I also was interested in uh, other aspects of internet media. Mm-hmm. So I was always trying to explore and see what else was going on. Like when I came to your Macklemore screening, I was like, this is a cool thing. And he's completely using the internet as his platform. Mm-hmm. So that was always interesting to me. I was a communications major, so anything with communicating is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. What um 
what you know let's let's talk about uh the girl who has never been on uh it's a nice date right yes yeah mm-hmm. so what spawned that why mm-hmm. uh you know was it was it something that like you had experienced and so it was like <laughs> reflective of your life or you know what, what was it not necessarily my life as much as life in general mm-hmm. every girl has a moment no matter who you are when the guy who you're with does something that's a generous offer um and you're like oh wow and he got money is really like oh he's taking care of me it's a very sweet thing especially nowadays chivalry is kind of a mixed up thing (laughs) because of the way that uh, we are you know women empowerment uh but it's nice when a a man is chivalrous i think that's what it really comes down to Mm -hmm. so it was based on like the way i think people think they might not always say it, but that's how I, I feel like people think. And um, and I actually, I played around with that character a lot between me and my friends. One day I did it on stage at the comedy store and everyone loved it. So I just wanted to take that character and develop it a little bit more. Decided mm-hmm. to put it online. Now, question. Okay, so I think a lot of people, when they reference it, they mm-hmm. always say he got money. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you looked at as like, like, should you, do you think you should have called it? He got money? No. No? Okay. Why is that? Um, Catchphrases are a part of the character Mm. and they build love for the character or whatever the scene is or whatever the movie is. Mm -hmm. They almost feel like inside jokes that Mm -hmm. you get to keep with everyone else. Other people call it he got money, but you know that that's not the name of the series it almost reminds me of like anchorman Mm -hmm. um the movie wasn't called you stay classy san diego it's called anchorman Mm -hmm. so it's a part of a bigger uh piece and then there were other phrases that were taken from it like don't be nasty um so that way people get to pick what what their favorite thing is about that character and about the series got you so okay let's talk a little bit about um you know social media Mm -hmm. and comedy because that's you know you you mentioned Mm -hmm. that and that's something that i've been seeing too like over the past two three years with a lot of these new apps and platforms you know i mean comedy was always a big thing on the internet like Mm -hmm. even before Mm -hmm. youtube like Mm -hmm. before like it was people share things that make them laugh Mm -hmm. it's just kind of natural Mm -hmm. like it's what we do yeah if we're watching you know like i mean there was like sites like uh Break, break media, yeah. or you know, like um, uh, cracked, cracked, um, yeah, you know, stuff yeah. like uh, all kinds of stuff yeah. where, like, you know, it was like those bootleg video players back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, almost like America's uh, funniest home video style yeah. clips. That's like that, one of my favorite shows. You know I mean? Yeah, but like <laughs> yeah. basically on the internet, and people yeah. are sharing those, and so like as time progressed, you get YouTube, you get. Um, some of these other the now things guy, that, yeah, funnier guy, humor. exactly, college mm-hmm. humor, these things. But now, I think the new sort of movement and wave is like comedy in your pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like Vine and Instagram has yeah. just turned into like hubs for comedy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, did you see that sort of trend coming and did you want to just jump on board and like capitalize off it? Or was it more of a just like, let mm-hmm. me do this and like, I just this is this this is what I have right now to put it mm-hmm. on, so I'm gonna put it on this. 
So basically, was it was it was it strategic? <laughs> no. You know I mean? Okay. No, not necessarily. I like to use my resources. Mm -hmm. So if I want to write something, a funny piece, I'll write on a blog about it because that is my uh, my ability to connect with other people quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it's whatever resource I have at my my fingertips, mm -hmm. which I think people need to start realizing resources are right at your fingertips more than ever. Yeah. I think strategy is almost... Not, strategy is hard to uh, do when it comes to social media. You can do it. You mm -hmm. can do it. But you're never going to get to that point if you don't just start using the resources at your fingertips. Just do, just do it first. Mm -hmm. See what happens. Because I was doing a lot of stuff before this. I had YouTube web series. I had written articles for comedic platforms and stuff like that. And um, helping other people with their web series. So there were. I was always taking whatever I had. Instagram just happened to be the one that, um, you know, that worked for me. Mm -hmm. But, so it wasn't, it wasn't strategy at all. Okay. Yeah. And so tell me, like, how, how does, like, how, tell me, let's go back to, mm -hmm. like, you know, how it, how does one's Instagram pop off? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, tell me, tell me, like, what that looks like. You know what I okay. mean? Is it, like, like from the beginning, yeah. when you're just using it as, like, hey, this is my friend's pictures. Blah, right. Blah, blah. And then to, like, and you put it up, and then, like, you know, just give me the trajectory of it. All right. Well, my Instagram, um, before that series, I think I might have posted like two videos mm -hmm. that uh, that did that did really well. My, the followers I already had, which was only like one one thousand, like three hundred or something. Like mm -hmm. they they liked my stuff. I think what's important to get your stuff to uh, uh, pop off in a way is engagement. I think engagement is the best thing. People telling other people, tagging other people. Mm -hmm. um, in my situation, I was very uh, fortunate. I had a friend, um, uh, DJ Damage. He had posted it on his Instagram page. He had a lot of followers and added me. And, Shout out to Damage. <laughs> right? And that, that the video blew up from there. Blogs got a hold of it. Um, <laughs> that's it, but I can't. I can't say I wasn't leaving a trail of before that of a few videos that uh, let people know, oh, she's able mm -hmm. comedically. It yeah. wasn't a viral video. I think it's more so what are you going to do with the opportunity once you get it? Because yeah. then you can have a viral video. You post a picture of a grandma getting punched and that's viral or whatever. Mm -hmm. Post a video of that. But what are you going to do after that to make that keep growing if you'd like it to keep growing mm -hmm. i think that's essentially what made because as soon as the one video popped off i put another video up to mm -hmm. add on to that character and then another one so now people are coming to see what's going to happen next to this girl mm -hmm. i really love uh sitcoms i love movies i like people wanting to know what's going to happen next yeah. so that i think that's personally what built my my instagram page up yeah yeah, yeah. and so you know how do you when do you say, okay, you know, this character is one thing, mm -hmm. but I want to show them other things that mm -hmm. I can do? I think I said that immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately, yeah. immediately. I, I put up another character uh, as soon as that all of that happened and to see how it would, would go over mm -hmm. and people liked it. So after that, then I put up another character or another idea. And so I always slip them in there. Um, I'm a big fan of variety shows and stuff like that. Uh, 
SNL, you may have your favorite character that keeps coming back, but you also now you have the opportunity to learn about different characters or laugh at something else. Mm-hmm. So I think immediately I started. I had a girl, uh, the sexiest girl in the club. I did her yeah. and uh, other very silly ideas. I had this character Leslie Von Houghton, who's uh, teaching you how to be a lady, but she's very bad at it herself. Mm-hmm. Um, different stuff like that. As soon as I saw the opportunity, I did it because because I was able. Now, what yeah. are the what are the ups and downs of being on a medium like Instagram? You know, mm-hmm. and like and like showcasing mm-hmm. your work on there. Because uh, you know, a buddy of mine. Um, I don't know if you you know Phil and Anand um, from Madbury Club. I've yeah. had him oh, on yeah, the podcast, yeah, yeah. and um, we were talking a lot about this mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, we were talking about basically the medium sort of, like, what what you're doing is the same, but the medium changes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you know, him, a lot of the stuff he's creating is for Instagram, but, like, he, you know, his company creates sort of, like, branding and marketing efforts right. for companies like Nike and, right. um, and uh, 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 Native Shoes and just other people like mm-hmm. that, but, you know... They're creating it for the thing that the people are on right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, you know, with that, there's, you know, social media is very fleeting, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you know, mm-hmm. literally, it's a it's a matter of somebody, like, moving their thumb mm-hmm. up and down and scrolling. Mm-hmm. So, what are, the, what are the pros and cons about having your work on, you know, this particular platform? And mind you, I know you're other places, but let's talk yeah. about Instagram for now. Um, one of the cons is I cannot get statistical information about... My demographic. Yeah. I would like to have that. Do you do you use um Icono Square? No, I don't. Oh, I gotta put you on that. You're okay. like teaching somebody okay. something <laughs> on these podcasts. I'll put this you is on funny. That. <laughs> I will, thank you. Yeah. Um yeah, I can do it on YouTube, which is good for me. Yep, yep. And see what my demographic is, which I think is important. If you're in control of your own content, I think you do need to know your demographic. Yes. So I get a gauge of it because I pay attention to my Instagram page. I, I check and see who's following, who's commenting. And I can kind of tell, okay, I'm working for maybe like 17 to 35, Mm -hmm. which is wide, but it's the internet. So I have to sometimes focus on a particular demographic. The downside to that is, say I say I want to focus on women uh, ages 18, you know, to 21, then that video will gauge their attention, but my entire male following won't really pay attention to that, Mm -hmm. which means they won't share it, which means they won't tag their friends in it. I have to be okay with that video sitting there with 6,000 likes as opposed to, you know, a He Got Money video, which is universal, having, you know, what do you call, like, you know, like some crazy amount of likes, Mm -hmm. which on Instagram, I feel, turns people off. If someone comes to your page and they see... Uh, a decline in likes on one video or, or less really, than you know, I, th- I, I don't, do. I don't, I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Really, I think it does with the elite <laughs> in, <laughs> influencers. <laughs> with uh-huh. the influencers, I think it matters, especially if they don't mm. know what you do yet. So that's the thing. If someone's coming to your page and they mm. don't really know about you yet, mm. some people from that video don't even. They didn't know I was a comedian. They thought the video was real. So they come and you know <laughs> but, they don't know what what's going on oh yet. They're God. still trying to gauge it. I can't organize it. Mm. So that's some that's the main con I think. I would love to be able to organize like over here is the girl who's never been on a nice date. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, over yeah. here like check a, like this a YouTube out. playlist. Exactly, yeah. but it, you know it's not for that and mm-hmm. I understand that. But that's that's a huge con. I think uh the pros are <laughs> the pros are that Instagram's connected to Facebook. 
that's wonderful. I, I, I'm so blessed for that merger. <laughs> because So, okay, so explain yeah. to me why, yeah. People share directly to their Facebook page pages from Instagram. Mm. Um, uh, that made it easy for Instagram to share beyond just in the Instagram app. Mm. So people will often just share it right to their Facebook. Now it immediately becomes a Facebook share. Yeah. So when people are going to... Uh, uh, when they post it to their Facebook, now it's a part. It's integrated in the Facebook system, mm-hmm. so they can share the link through Facebook, yeah. um, which I just find to be extremely helpful. It's how people get a hold of these videos that I have. I have no idea. They're like, I didn't even know it was an Instagram video. Yeah, and it's, it's like, just like a Facebook video playing in in somebody's newsfeed. Right. Yeah. Downside to that is I can't track that, but it's mm-hmm. okay. I do believe in free content. Like yeah. that's okay. You know about it. Uh, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, uh, the pros, I guess, freedom of posting. I can just quickly shoot something and post it. Yeah, That's yeah. really great. Sometimes YouTube, because it's longer, sometimes it feels like it needs to be a production. Yeah. Or sometimes you just don't feel like doing like a three-minute video. <laughs> Fifteen seconds sometimes is just enough for me. I find Vine to be a little bit more difficult for mm, me. Okay. And it's and it's a, only a matter of uh, what? That's only a matter of like six a seconds. Se- six second difference. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't, did I answer the question? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think one thing that I think would be, you know, cool for people like you is like definitely insights on like, you know, yeah. how many people are watching. That'd be videos. really great because you know the I mean? likes don't even tell you how many nah, people. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. tell you at all how many people clicked play. Yeah. You know, I, I can, and I, I think that, I think that, you know, likes on Instagram, they're one thing, but it's just, it's such a, it's not it's just not really a good gauge of how many people are actually encountering that content. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, some people are like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, highbrow with their likes. And they're like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like this unless it's, you 100%. know. 100%. You know, yeah, that, people, you're totally right. Uh, you know, other you're people totally like me right. just like everything. You're you know? totally so, right. I don't know. And people can repost my videos on Instagram. I also can't get a gauge of that. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. It's okay. I don't have to. Yeah. But I can't get a gauge of that. I, the only way I can get it is by... Oh, you mean like if somebody uses like a third-party app, like Insta repost Exactly, or like, like that. they'll yeah. do that and they'll repost the video. Yeah. I'll only be able to know if I go to the hashtag and then I can see mm-hmm. that people reposted the video. So that's helpful. Mm-hmm. If someone's page is private, I don't know that they reposted the video. And that's why I had to get to the point where it's like, uh, okay, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice if they do share it. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, kind of like YouTube, is about consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I like to take my time. I really do like to take my time. I like to chill out. I like to go have some experiences. Yes. I'm doing stand-up. Stand-up requires dedication. Yes. So I have made the choice not to be 100% dedicated to posting a video every day. Because mm-hmm. there are some comics and people out there like that. Like yeah. They're just like, they're just very concerned with building that following. Yeah. And like, you know, my, my thing with that is, um, you know... Well, a few things. Well, first of all, I mm. completely wholeheartedly agree with you. I just mm. wrote this on Facebook and Twitter the other day where, you know, and, and I, I heard some iteration of this from someone else, but it was, you know, you have to live life and, and go do experiences mm-hmm. to create great art. Like, mm-hmm. great, you can't just be an artist mm-hmm. sitting in your living room mm-hmm. watching TV or watching other people or on your phone mm-hmm. and looking at social media mm-hmm. and expect to create great art mm-hmm. because it's just going to be a... 
copy of something mm-hmm. else you got to mm-hmm. go and experience life and and it you know. loses its life like it when you see it, it loses the life and i think uh personally i think that part of the reason why i am relatable is because of bringing life to these characters mm. so i don't want any of the anything i do to lose that life because i'm too yeah. focused on oh i gotta get a video up today or tomorrow and nothing against the people that are able to do that i'm not yeah, able yeah. to do that currently so because of that, sometimes like I won't post for like a week, followers decline, and that sucks. But it's like mm-hmm. you know, people will unfollow you because you haven't posted in a week. YouTube, I mean not YouTube. I'm sorry. Instagram is just as much about consistency as YouTube is. Really? Just as much about consistency wow. or Twitter. Um, it, so it won't be a crazy, crazy amount, but I'll see. Hmm the decline people want to be entertained and we yeah. live in an instant society so yeah, people yeah. want to be entertained instantly wow yeah. <laughs> i'm just learning that the these are some classy folks <laughs> it's just the way it is you know yeah. it's just the way our generation is um it's just the way our generation is yeah, i don't yeah. know what, it's you know? just people want the immediacy they mm-hmm. want their they want their fix Mm-hmm. They're like addicts. People, we are like addicts. We, like, I mean, just, we're yeah, everybody, part of it. everything. Yeah, we're, I'm not, trying to we, definitely. get away from yeah. it, but it is because think about it. When you were when you were growing up, and or say your parents, for instance, when they used to have to go find information, they'd have to go open up an encyclopedia. Oh yeah, yeah. You know encyclopedia what I mean? Britannica. They'd have yeah. to go open that, go check it out of the the library, yeah, yeah. go take it home, open it, search for it. What do we do? Uh, Google, yeah. could you uh, find... <laughs> you can literally talk into Google. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, if everyone's used to, to everything being instant, if they can't get it the way they want, then they go away. I'm not saying this in a bad light. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. to become comfortable with that. Yeah, you know? yeah, and realize that and then just adapt to it. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. Like. I, I always, I always, you know, I can't stand the uh, the people that, you know, Look at the situation and they just complain. They're just like, oh, you know, this is how, da da da, da and, and and you know, this is why I'm not doing this. And it's like, man, you gotta just adapt. It is what you know it what I mean? Is. Yeah, you, you could either be complaining and like unhappy, or you could say, you know what, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to still be true to my craft and mm-hmm. be true to my art, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna shift and like be with the times because mm-hmm. if you don't, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're gonna be that old person complaining. <laughs> Did you ever you know? see the movie The Artist? Um, hold on. Damn. It, Who was in that? Ch- uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Oh, that's terrible. Oh my god, he's huge. He's huge. Check it out. I'm about to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, but we don't got no cameras, so okay. nobody's gonna see you Googling, Googling it. <laughs> Let me see. Can you just cut to me telling me? <laughs> Um, it's a good movie. It's about an artist that refused to move into. He's in the talkie, so it's back in the thirties. Uh, he's used to. He's a star because uh, all the movies are in the talkies, and um, then they start to add sound and yeah, color. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to move forward. Um, Jean Jean Desjardins. Is okay. that how you pronounce his name? Did this movie wasn't it like nominated for? Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it yeah, won like everything. It won everything. Or I think about it too. I think about it like when cars came around mm-hmm. and everybody was still riding horses. Yeah. And you know, somebody had to probably be like, that's witchcraft. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'll be riding horses forever. And their friends were just like, all right, dog, we'll catch you at the destination yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two days before you get there. So yeah. it's like eventually you're you're going to have to just understand that it is the way it is and move forward with the rest of the world. Yeah. It's not detrimental. You know, it's the internet is 
can be a very good thing if you yeah. use it the right way. If you look at and if you look at how fast things are, I mean, like mm-hmm. when you when you talk about that encyclopedia stuff, you, mm-hmm. you it's like that was literally twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, and look at the shift in in, in mm-hmm. today, right? And then when you talk about something like transportation, yeah. right? Like people used to ride horses, literally, mm-hmm. like I think two hundred years ago, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. maybe one hundred fifty years ago, people were riding horses. Yeah. So like. In terms of time and how fast mm-hmm. things are evolving and yeah. what the culture that we're in right now, could you imagine what the next 20 years is going to That's what like? I'm saying. And this is the fastest revolution of all time. I don't think people... The Industrial Revolution took like 20 or 30 years. Yeah. This... This is like the communications This thing, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. I used to work for Apple and, uh, you know, I leave work one day, I come yeah. in the next day, something to change. Yeah. Our entire software platform must change because yeah. YouTube updated. So if we don't update, we're behind. Yeah. So it's like it moves so fast that you can't, you have no choice but to move with it. Or yeah, you, yeah. You know, if people always complain about having to update their phones and it's like, listen, it's not, <laughs> it's not your phone's fault. It's technology. Yeah. It moves so fast, yeah. but... Yeah. How how has uh how has you know moving into LA and being mm-hmm. in this space uh mm-hmm. you know enhanced your comedy because I know yeah. uh I talk to a lot of comedians now like and you know traditional sort of like you know stand up comedians like a Hannibal mm-hmm. um and then more people who are doing it on like this independent internet you know grind and it's just it runs the gamut but like a lot of people you know they have to come to like New York or LA mm-hmm. to do comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 about LA has has helped you out in mm-hmm. uh, in this journey? Um, opportunity and acceptance. Mm. Acceptance me. by. I want to do comedy for a living. Mm-hmm. You can't really say that in Philly, where I'm from. You can. Yeah. But it helps to have other people in the mind state mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, totally doable. Um, and or theaters to be like, yeah, we just had seven people leave this theater and uh, you know they're on their own on stage yeah, or you know, yeah. they're on NBC. Yep. So the mind state, um, I wasn't doing the exact same type of comedy in Philly that I was doing here. I was doing improv a lot, okay, yeah, yeah. and I was doing uh, I was on a sketch show called Temple Smash at my university where. We, we put together a sketch. It was like Saturday Night Live. So I was doing it in a very channeled regard. It was in my school. People in my city didn't technically know that I, I did comedy. I never became uh, like a stand-up comedian on stage in Philly. So I never mm-hmm. had that experience um, doing stand-up in Philly at all. That wasn't until I got here. But the fact that there are open mics happening all over the place, you go to those open mics, you, you meet other comics who... Mm-hmm can tell you about another open mic or if they, they can put you on a show because then you form friendships, you have people around you who you trust. Same thing with building crews to help you out with your work. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always hard for me in Philly. Most people had nine to fives or actually the actual concept of them creating something on their own wasn't really there because Philadelphia's not an entertainment town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's where the benefit comes from moving to a place like New York or Los Angeles. People are in the same mind state as you and willing to help you with whatever, with whatever it is you want to do yeah. because they see the possibility. So for me, moving to L.A., that's what it's been, having people around me who don't think I'm talking absolute crazy. And stage, the ability to... to have stages everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I'm a big fan of the stage. So having a stage anywhere and knowing people will be there. Or, 
sometimes you could just be feeling like being on the stage and go to an open mic and, yeah. and, and put some stuff together. But those have been the, the biggest benefits for me. Well, tell me like a little bit about, you know, this, uh, this sort of like comedy crew and collective and, mm-hmm. and you know, because it seems like everybody in comedy, they have the, the, a, crew. a crew of like, you know, people who are like in their circle and sometimes yeah. you don't even know yeah. that these people are connected, but like, you know, it's like, yeah, this team yeah. of people who sort of, you know, work together, just just like in any other business, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like any other endeavor. Mm, um, uh, hmm. I have people who I've become very close with because I perform with them. Mm. I, I watch them have to go through different emotions. They watch me have to go through different emotions. So it builds a trust and a friendship that is very important in comedy. Mm. For you to be able to see someone have an actual relationship on the screen, it's it's important. Acting is one thing. You know, you get two actors in a room who don't know each other. Yeah, they can say the lines, but they're not necessarily going to feel the love. And um, improvising with people is about be able, being able to create a scene and a conversation off the spot. Yeah. So that works better sometimes when you just have a relationship with someone you know already. And you know what kind of character they're going to come with, come up with. But at the same time, you don't really know, and that's the surprise of it. At least you can trust the fact that you know this person a little bit. Mm. I personally think that's why comedians... Um, like one film, uh, tend to stick with a, a group of people who know them. It allows you the freedom to be who you are um, on the screen, which I think is so important about comedy. It's an honest uh, craft. Mm-hmm. It's honest. It can be very pathetic sometimes. Everybody can't take that. Everybody can't take the patheticism that is comedy. Um, so it's important to have people around you who understand that. I I improvise with some people now, and I love being on stage with them because I trust them. Mm. We can go to any stage, and I, I don't feel any like I don't feel like oh this might be a bad show. No, I trust these people one hundred percent. They know me, I know them, um, and that's that's really important with stand up. I've been going to open mics and meeting other comics who are amazing comics, and being able to watch them work is just incredible. So I think. The, the community is just built up from me going to like open mics and going to see them perform and you know performing with them mm-hmm. so i think that's where it comes from you know what what uh when you i mean like i think we were talking about this uh at the barbecue the other day but like you know, <laughs> uh, i had a cookout y'all <laughs> yeah, um, uh, when when you're a comedian and and like you know you're up there on stage and I think I saw this in a Dave Chappelle interview recently. Oh, like, did you see the one with him and? Uh, yeah, on the on late night. On late night, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like people always ask him, you know, what happens if nobody got up there and nobody laughs at your jokes, and he was just like, yeah, it just nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel the same way? It's like, uh, yeah, technically. Yeah. Technically, if I if I get in front of an audience and no one laughs, open mics are one thing. If I get in front of an audience and nobody laughs. It's a hard pill to swallow. Mm. It hurts right now. And I'm new, so, mm. <laughs> you know, it hurts. I haven't even really had that happen to me yet. So I don't even, I don't know what I do. Yeah. It'd be frustrating. Well, you got to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't had it happen. I've had, recently I had a show. I had the toughest crowd I ever had in my life. Mm. It was um, 
80 people in there all black. This is the first time that I've performed in front of an all black audience doing stand up. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared. All the comedians before me were amazing, but I have a I had a different type of humor from them. Uh. So I was a little bit afraid. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I uh, hope they you know, they're all right. Yeah. I wasn't telling too many, you know, niggas and bitches jokes. Yeah. I didn't have any of those in my arsenal. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna have to just, you know, pray and, uh, you know, whatever. But hardest crowd I had and it, everything went well. Yeah. Everything was, was real good. And, you know, they received my, my brand of humor, which I like to think of as, uh, telling, I like to make people think about things. Yeah, how would you describe things. it? Yeah, I like to make people think. Mm. So it's one of those jokes where you know you hear the joke, you wait for a second, and then you hit it. It, it hits you later. Mm, some of them, yeah. Okay, some okay. of them, yeah. I, I like that kind of humor a lot. Or um, I'm once again, I'm still like learning my voice when it comes to stand up, but. Um, I almost like to say things that they're not going to expect. Mm. So not very observational, but more so how I'm actually feeling on the inside and how you're probably feeling too. That's usually what I want to get to. Okay. That's kind of like Louis C.K., right? Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, a lot of other comedy is very observational. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, don't you know... Don't you hate when this happens? <laughs> when you're in the store and somebody says this to you, yeah, and, blah, 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 and, that, and then it's yeah, but it's like yeah. an observation of what is going on around, right? While, which is still funny. Yeah, which is very which funny. Which is still funny. But yeah, I feel like what Louis does is he'll like you know say mm-hmm. what you, what is what what most people are thinking. And sometimes it's super dark. Yeah. And sometimes it's very like yeah. whoa, you just said that. That's yeah. Ludicrous. But yeah, I think the humor in that comes from people being like ah, I think like that too, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, being yeah. like ah, that's exactly. Yeah. How yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. hilarious, and I think that's so fun to play around with, mm-hmm. especially because I'm a girl, mm-hmm. because I'm black, and because I don't, and I don't feel restrained by either of those things. Yeah. So I think it's so fun to play around and make people come out of their shells in the audience mm-hmm. even a little bit. Sometimes they're like, oh, like they're they can't even, um, like, oh, she she said that I was thinking that, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. Um, so now, you know, what, what are you looking to do? Like, what is the, uh, what is the progression? Um, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, I am looking to create longer forms of content. Mm -hmm. That's one of the main, one of the main things I'm doing. I just hooked up a a distribution deal with collegehumor.com. So be creating like maybe three minute pieces for that website. And that's important to me. I would eventually like to see myself, uh, Offering, lending my voice, writing for television, for 22-minute series, uh, for film. So part of that is being able to create longer pieces of work and having them withstand. So that's what I'm working on now. I've been doing it on my YouTube a little bit. I have a a series called What Do You Do That's Amazing? And that's when I just interview people on the street. No matter what their profession is, it's an amazing profession. We need it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talk to people like that. Also, I've I've done interviews... um, Sorry, I've done interviewing, mm-hmm. and I love doing that, so I just want to make sure that that's being shown as well, because I'm just as happy to get a job doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, um, putting on some shows right now to be able to give both myself and the amazing comics I know mm-hmm. some exposure to some actual audiences, like some people who 
have never seen, some people have never seen stand-up live before. Um, they've never seen live comedians on, on the come up, so to speak. Yeah. And um, especially like my followers, like they're, you know, they're, they're comfortable with the internet and they're comfortable with the videos, but I want people to, to see the ability of writing out stand-up or performing stand-up on the spot. Um, so I'm throwing a big show on the 27th. At Sal's Comedy Hall. Out here? Yeah. Oh, you want to be here? I'm going to be in New York Come for my on. party. And it's literally on the 27th. Amateur hour. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, everyone else, uh, the 27th. Yes, 27th. At Sal's Comedy Hall. And it's at 8 o'clock. And uh, this brand Animal House is sponsoring it. So it's going to be really fun. They're giving out, like, fun gift bags and stuff like that. Shout out to Animal House. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> I'm also taking advantage of the fact that I'm young. And I just want all the young people to not lose touch with the art of like live performance. Oh yeah, it's so important. You know? It's so important. Yeah. So I'm taking advantage of that, trying to get my like young people out to that kind of a thing. Um, the comedy have like Jamar Neighbors, who's amazing. I don't know if you, hilarious, yeah, ridiculously hilarious. Um, this other comedian, Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, also, he he's like helped write the uh, Comedy Central roast battles mm-hmm. and everything. Regular at the comedy store. Uh, we have another Melissa Villa Senor. She was on America's Got Talent last year. She was like the top comic, um, who huge YouTube following, but an amazing comic to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've wanted to bring to these shows: people who are just good to watch and entertaining. So I'm working on that too. Nice, I'm nice. using my um, my following to help the people around me, and also ex- make sure they, they experience some other things yeah. the following. So, yeah. Wow, you're such a good person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank people, you. Some people use this stuff for, for evil. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? I think the internet is like the Tesseract. I don't know if anybody is as much as a Marvel geek as I am out there, but there's this box of energy called the Tesseract, mm-hmm. and um, all the villains try to... It's, it's nothing but raw energy, raw mm-hmm. power. So it's something that like all the heroes try to get and use in a good way. Like yeah. Iron Man's like, oh, we can make clean energy. Okay. And then like everyone else evil is like, no, I can use it to rule the world yeah, yeah, and yeah. make everyone my slaves. Yeah. So that's the internet. And it's yeah, like, it you have to choose which way you want to go. Which side are you on? Are you with the good guys or the bad guys? Yeah. I mean, this fall somewhere in the middle. But try to be mm-hmm. on the, you know, the good side. Yeah. Nice. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> um, well, Quinta, I am definitely going to be in tune, and I got to get to one of your shows, man. When I'm when I'm here for sure. So keep me posted about the next one. I will. Um, I will. Cool. And all uh, you people too. Yes, all you guys. Uh, is there anywhere where they can go get tickets or RSVP or what? Um, for the show on the twenty seventh, mm-hmm. uh, the name of the show is the Zoo Comedy Show. You can go to zoocomedy.splashthat.com. Splash that. Isn't it great? Jabari helped me help me get in tune with Splash That. Yeah. But Zoo Comedy and I'm sorry, zoocomedy.splashthat.com. If you RSVP, your ticket's going to be five dollars. Awesome. So that's nothing. And there's food and drinks there and everything. Oh, It'll on, be great. On. You guys. Please come in. You're going to get free gifts. and um, Spend at five. Yeah, it's so just, you know, enjoy yourselves. Come. I have, like, a bunch of other shows this month. I, I perform regularly at Iowa West. That's a big theater here in Hollywood. I did, that's an improv show, so I have a show there. Mm-hmm. That's tomorrow, so I think by the time this airs, they won't have to. Yeah. Okay, um, but, you know, just keep... I have a website coming soon. It's being designed right now. Okay. So that'll be up at the end of the month where you'll be able to find... Make sure you have an email capture on there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Answered by email. Uh, yeah, I'll get it in email system, yep. Jabari. Yep. I'll help you with it. There we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, yeah. In other words, with friends, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, 
Let's see, what do I have coming up? If you're in New York City, June 27th, which is the same day as Quinta's show in Los Angeles, um, come to Colors. Colors, go to nyc.mycolorsparty.com. Um, man, Rage Fest Central, and this one is free. This one's on the house. So Color. just RSVP. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Never oh, been man. to Colors, but I've been to Surprise, surprise party. party. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, you know, they throw Ragers, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. So, uh, okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I Woo! said, if you enjoyed the podcast, support it with $1 tip at patreon.com slash Jabari and I will link you guys to all the Quintus social networks and everything in the show notes. Um, All right. Thank you for listening. Peace.